This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments, and to learn how to become a guest or sponsor of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, and your hosts, Dave, Joe, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, this hour is brought to you by our good friends at Cali Key. Drop in a Cali Key into any AR-15 or AR-10 to instantly make it California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with the comprehensive and self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. So what's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. All right, we got Diana back, I think. How you doing, kid? Hey, hey, hey. I so apologize. Oh, don't worry about it. It's just radio. And you're a world traveler, so it's totally okay. Well, it was the only time today that we've lost service. And I was I was very skeptical, but I thought maybe technology would carry me through. But the answer, if anybody out there wants to know if you have cell reception through the Raton Pass, the answer is no. <laughs> All right. So, Wendy, take it away. Sure. So, we were talking about your... Uh, speech before the House Judiciary Committee hearing on assault right. weapons. And my favorite part is this, the shoe analogy because that one is just such a versatile analogy about uh, that applies to a lot of things about guns. But I wanted to hear about how, how that started. Um, did, it, did it start any new connections um, on Capitol Hill and how that, how that all went for you um, and how that pushed okay. the D.C. project forward? Sure. Um, well, the, the opportunity arose because of uh, our work on Capitol Hill already. So the National Shooting Sports Foundation is actually who kind of connected me to Congressman Doug Collins's office about uh, needing, you know, basically there were seven people on the panel. Five of them were anti-gun and two of us were pro-gun, pro-right. And, uh, yeah, that was like a huge responsibility. And I felt honored to have to have the opportunity to represent everybody in our industry. You know, I mean, it was a huge stage. And um, one of the things that people are most known for uh, or or what people remember is the whole I will not comply. Did you see that part? I did. Yeah. Well, that was not. Mm-hmm. That was not in my script. <laughs> that I said I had my five-minute opening speech, and it was awesome, and it was packed full of all sorts of good stuff. And then uh, the only thing anybody remembers is the, the shoes and the I will not comply. And the I will not comply, you know, it was, a, uh, it was a moment that about an hour before I said it, one of the gentlemen in the, in the um, gallery stood up and said, I want to testify uh, this is unconstitutional, and he was being very respectful, but he was wanting to kick, get kicked out and wanting to be heard. 
So it took him a long time to remove him from the gallery, and I turned around, and I could see his shirt, and it, it had a big circle on it, and it says, uh, shall not comply. And, uh, you know, that stuck with me. And and then, well, however it came out, it came out, you know, it was like, you've already made me a felon and made me choose whether I was going to give up my bump stocks or make me a felon. And and if you make me a felon again, I will not comply. This is unconstitutional. I want to make sure everybody understands that I wasn't doing it to be disrespectful or to be, uh, you know, poking the bear, so to speak. Um, I was doing it because it was just spoken from the heart and that this is an unconstitutional law that they were talking about, and I would not comply. But I did see uh, the first person I looked up after I said it, I looked up and I looked straight at Jerry Nadler and the look on his face. I was like, well, maybe I went too far. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, you know, but the 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 thing that opened the door to you even speaking at the committee was your relationships that you had already built with other people on Capitol Hill and we talk a lot about how to be an effective activist and and how important it is to build long-term relationships with our elected officials because that's one thing we do here um, at San Diego County Gun Owners and you know we do it on a local level but you've been doing it for 5 years now on the federal level so so that is just so cool that that opened that door for you to even give that speech Right. And and now, like I mentioned, I don't know if you heard it before I broke up, but uh, now our, we are pushing our effort into the state and local level. And like uh, I think you guys probably know Gina Roberts. We do. Uh, very well known. She's our uh, she's our state director for California. Mm-hmm. We've also got, uh, you know, this is a nonpartisan group and we love having liberals in our group because this is a constitutional issue. This is not a partisan issue. So Lara Smith, uh, I think she's from your area as well. She is. And then Judy Wells. Yeah. So we have a lot of good representation that that has been to D.C. with us. uh, And now they're going back to the state. So I hope that uh, more people from your state will pile into the D.C. project and go to the state capitol and um, be seen and be heard uh, there at the state level as well. Perfect. So that was actually my next question was how to get involved locally as part of the DC project. So, so we get in touch with our local leaders and um, work towards a, a trip to the capital, to the state capital. Absolutely. I, I would encourage anybody who is within uh, listening to this uh, radio show that uh, it doesn't take you to be a part of the DC project. I would love for you to be a part of the DC project and and go when our uh, state leaders or state directors organize trips, but it, don't wait for us. You know, mm-hmm. grab five girls, grab five guys, and go and actually make an appointment with your state legislators and go in and introduce yourself. Just start creating relationships. It's so important. Um, but if they're interested in joining or supporting the DC Project, we would love to have them go to dcproject.info slash join. Perfect. And uh, we can get you hooked up with Gina and um, away you go. So do you recommend prioritizing the trip to like Sacramento for, for us in California? Or what about meeting our local elected officials, um, you know, our state officials, but at their local offices? Absolutely. Uh, do do what you can. One of the hashtags that we uh 
that we use is doing something because that's one of the arguments I used in, in uh, during the testimony on Capitol Hill. I was like, you know, the firearms industry is doing something. You you cry, and it was perfect because the first lady uh, that testified that was anti, she like threw the ball up at him. She's like, I want you to do something. And so I had to wait my turn, and then I was like, the firearms industry is doing something. We have firearm safety education programs. Yeah. We have Kids Safe Found, you know, the Kids Safe Foundation, teaching kids. We have School Shield program from the NRA. We have Project Child Safe from NSSF. We are doing something. We are the experts when it comes to firearms ownership. So why are you not coming to us and asking for our help and working together and funding us as opposed to trying to work against us? And what was her response? Um. They don't respond when you, when you, you know, they don't respond. It's kind of a game, actually, testifying. It, it took me about, you know, two hours to really understand how to play the game uh, because I wasn't briefed on any of that. You can't speak unless you're spoken to. Uh, and then, obviously, like the uh, conservative or gun owner, it, it, it's pretty much partisan. So the Republicans would ask you a question and you could answer it and you had the, the floor for two to five minutes. And then, uh, of course, the Democrats are going to ask the antis a question, and then they have the floor, and they can make speeches and statements and things like that. So, yeah, but doing something, I, I encourage everybody to get engaged, whether it be, you know, it, reaching out to your legislators as a gun owner or voting. You know, this is an election year, and this if we lose this election, our gun rights are down the toilet. Our country is down the toilet, in my opinion, but... Uh, I'm a gun rights activist, so uh, that's my that's where I stand. Um, and and whether it be running for office yourself, you know, we're going to have to have constitutionally sound people run for office. If you don't want to do that, volunteer for somebody that's constitutionally sound. Yeah. You know, make phone calls for them. Go knock on doors. I'm not a political person, so this is out of my comfort zone as well. I don't do those things. Uh, I haven't in the past, but this is important. It's in, and we're seeing why it's important because these cities that are run by Democratic uh, leadership are burning to the ground. And I hope that America can see, you know, right. that is our that is our um, that is our choice. Uh, but but and I will I want you know I don't want this to be partisan. And the DC project is definitely not partisan. But we need more liberals to stand up to the liberal. Uh, people and say leave our guns alone exactly well diana thank you very much for taking time out of your trip to give us a call we look forward to talking to you down the road and if people want to follow you how do they do that uh, on facebook i'm diana muller three gun and then on uh, instagram i am die three gun all right well hey safe travels and we look forward to talking to you down the road all right. Thanks for having me, guys. All righty. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, a whole lot more right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Sports Radio, Dave Starr, oh! Joe Termisi, and Michael Sports on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. 
California's all weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It is a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right. Hey, this segment is sponsored by the good folks at U.S. Law Shield. Go to uslawshield.com. If you own any firearm, talk to the good folks at U.S. Law Shield about what happened after the bang. All right. So, Joe, this is your segment. What are you going to chat about this time? Oh, talk about a good blog article this week. I was just people are watching us bopping around over here. It's because Brendan's playing all this great boomer music here uh, while you're reading that stuff. And uh, boomer music. It's it's hard to sit here still. Is Money Waters really that boomerish? Oh, of course. I'm claiming that. Yeah, he's claiming it. <laughs> you haven't got a prayer. You're a few years older than me. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, the blog article this week. Um, it's uh, where will it end? I think is the title. <laughs> and um. You can see that on the San Diego County Gun Owners blog page, website page, uh, the blog page of the website, I guess. Um, <laughs> I was getting trouble for not saying that, so I thought I'd throw it out there, and that's mm-hmm. why I don't say it. Um, but uh, what I wrote about is um, there's a video that everybody's seen, probably, of these uh, two attorneys from St. Louis uh, out on their front lawn in front of their very large home, mm-hmm. defending themselves from a uh, a mob of violent uh, protesters, mm-hmm. I guess, within they AR. Broke down, they broke down their fence. That's right. Again, a cheesy pistol. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, um, and yeah, the, uh, the mob, and these are not peaceful protesters like mm-hmm. the media keeps calling them. Peaceful protesters don't break down through iron gates. Right. And yell and scream at uh, people that tell them they're trespassing and threaten, you know, to hurt them. And, um these people came out anyway and uh you know i'm not going to talk about them so much i mean that's been all over the place on facebook and everything but the uh the thing i wanted to talk about with that though is is why those people were in that situation in the first place Mm -hmm. Uh, to me that's the the more important point because this is happening all over the country Mm -hmm. um you saw in i don't know if you saw court d'Alene, idaho where um you know they got word that these these rioters were going to come to court d'Alene from spokane and um, the community got together. They armed up. Uh, they have open carry out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they showed up. And um, the protesters did show up, but it stayed peaceful, probably in large part because of the armed community that was there. And, um, you know, the point of the article, looking at this kind of stuff, is that people are being put in this position because the government is not doing what the government's supposed to do. One of the things that that our government is supposed to be doing for us is keeping a relatively safe environment for citizens to live and work in and, and go about life. And um, they are not doing that. We've been seeing these these protests, which are mostly violent, that have been going on for weeks now. Um, I just saw today or uh, Portland, Oregon, they said 35 nights in a row now of unrest is how they're describing it. Um, they're still doing it in New York, from what I hear. You know, this this is not stopping. And a big reason, I think, is the government is not standing up and doing something about this. You know, peaceful protesting is one thing, and that's, you know, I'm not arguing with that or anything. But, you know, if you want to go to the city, get the permits, march, you know, 5,000 people down Fifth Street, end up in the park, 
and talk and speak about whatever it is that's bothering you for a couple of hours, I mean, that's fine. When you're burning and looting and rioting and beating up innocent people and doing all the stuff that these people are doing, that's not fine anymore. And it's the government's responsibility, the, you know, the local leaders, the mayors, the people that run these governments to stop that. And, uh, you know, we saw in La Mesa, they did nothing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, I'm, and La Mesa kind of, I'm, I'm kind of being reasonable in La Mesa, maybe they got caught off guard or something like that. But after the first night or two, okay, you need to have the police out there. If you don't have enough police, get the state police involved. You know, if you don't have enough there, get the governor involved. But the government needs to stop this stuff because the alternative is that you force people like that couple into that position. And, you know, and I started to say, well, eventually it's going to end in bloodshed. But that's already happened. Um, there was a, uh, a guy in, um, was it in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that um, was part of a group that was trying to defend uh, some of these statues from being uh, destroyed. And this mob just chased him down. They got it all on video. And uh, you see, the, these people are running after him, and um, the one one kid swings a skateboard at him, knocks him down onto the ground, and they're all they're yelling, "We're going to f and kill you! We're going to this! We're going to that!" He rolls up, he comes up off of the ground with a gun out, and he just pops off like three rounds into this guy, and then they all freak out and panic. And um, you know, from a gun owner's point of view, that's cool. Love to see that. Mm. But um, you know, he should not have been in that position. I mean, mm -mm. where he's in that position because the government's not doing what they're supposed to do. They're holding the police and that's back. both Democrat and Republican. It, and that's my complaint. You know, these things are happening. If you look at these cities where this stuff is going on, these are Democrat-controlled cities, and they have been in a lot of cases for decades. Mm -hmm. If there's something wrong with the police force in a city, maybe it's because of the people that are in control of that. Mm -hmm. um, and if uh, I don't know if you saw yesterday. Um, was it 67 people shot uh, Friday, Saturday in, in Chicago? Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. In two nights, 67 people, 13 killed. And they're okay with that. And Yeah, and that is a gun-free zone, right, in Chicago? Cause I don't think there is a gun shop in Chicago. I don't think they're allowed to have one, if mm -hmm. I remember right. But, you know, the, the, the problem with the politicians with this is, you know, the Democrats seem to be all on board with this. And it mm -hmm. seems to be that, okay, the longer we could keep this rioting and all this unrest and all this stuff going, if we could turn it around and use it for the election, they're happy to do that. And that's sure. what seems like going, what's going on. But the Republican side, I mean, from their part, you would expect them to stand up and say something. I, I have heard nothing out of these guys. Crickets. And, yeah, and it's, like I said, you're, you're putting citizens – in the position where they have to defend themselves. And, right. and you know, that's not going to go well. I mean, it, it'll go well and citizens will be able to defend themselves, mm -hmm. but this, this timid government that refuses to go after these rioters, these looters, these arsonists, you can bet they're going to go after the citizen. And, um, you know, it doesn't, it's a shame if it has to go that way and they, they should be standing up and doing something. And that's, that was the point of the article is, right. is asking why. And just like, um, I was saying uh, what Diana was talking about in the last segment was a great lead into this because she's saying you need to get involved, which mm -hmm. is what we've been preaching. Right. Um, the politicians are not going to do it for you. The Democrats don't want to do it. The Republicans, I, I don't understand that. But for whatever reason, I don't know if they're afraid, if they're they don't seem to understand that they're in a war and that this is serious. Right. Well, look at the governor uh, or the mayor of Seattle. You know, you know, one of the main reasons why CHOP was taken down is one of her council people took a bunch of protesters to her home. Yeah. 
And and, and yeah. she went, whoa, okay, this is all ending. It's over. It's done. It's good. And everything. But because until it came into her backyard, it was perfectly okay. It was a love fest. Yeah, and that should have never happened in the first place. And again, that's what I'm saying. When they, they don't respond at all or they they encourage this kind of stuff because that's what they were doing up there. And you can't, you know, these people are terrorists. I mean, that that's all they are. Bottom it's, line. It's great that Trump uh, finally assigned that to Antifa because that's exactly what they that's are. Right. They're a domestic terrorist group. Yeah. And the other groups are really the same. You know, there's only, there's one other hate group that's involved in that too. And they're the same. Mm-hmm. And you can't appease these people. I mean, we, you see this with, with real terrorists in the Middle East, you can't, you can't give them enough fast enough to make them happy. Well, I was watching, c-span which i normally don't watch but and i and it was uh from the supreme court thomas and he was talking to another uh you know professor and he made a really good point he said back when he was in college he said you could have a debate with somebody from the other side and it was really more of a challenge i mean and it was a good debate back and forth you piece your side and i preach my side but then when it was all over with, you could go and have a beer at a bar and, you know, and it was all fine. But today, that is out of the question. That is totally out of the question. So the culture within the colleges and the universities has gotten to the point where you can't have an honest debate with anybody without having a problem. Yeah. And that's and again, that's the real danger of what's mm-hmm. going on now. And then uh, Newt Gingrich did a piece a couple of weeks ago about that. He's saying you're seeing the result of three almost three generations of of a a poor dysfunctional education system Absolutely. in this country and you can't you can't have debate anymore now if um you know if you look at the left if you disagree with their opinion Ooh-wee. then that's hate mm. that's hate speech you know and you can't say that and they shut people down right. they dehumanize you for disagreeing totally whether you're right or wrong it doesn't really make a difference at this point they're just not going to give you and you're right. And and we blame it all. on. I mean, I have to blame it. And, and I used to say it starts at the families, but that's not true either. I've got a friend of mine sent his two daughters off to college and they were perfectly great conservatives. They came back screaming liberals to the point where they're not even talking to the family anymore because of their beliefs. Can you imagine a university or a college destroying your family bond, which is what's happening. And if it's if it's bad today, it's going to get worse tomorrow and the day after and the day after. Well, and that's what I'm saying. And like Diana was saying, this is now it's beyond politicians. I think right. it's it's up to Americans yep. now to, to stand, stand up, up and and get and involved be about this exactly and, and be the voice. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the experts coming on. Hopefully, David Chong. He hasn't called in yet. Oh, no. Well, then we'll have the other expert, Wendy. (laughs) She'll be our expert right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Stay calm. There's more Gun Sports Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, folks, Ale Firearms. Thousands of pandemic panic buyers just found out what San Diego shooters already knew. Ale Sword Firearms in El Cajon 
has the widest selection of guns in the county. AO Sword has hundreds of different new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for an AR-15. Whether you're looking for the latest competition rifle, combat pistol, or collectible cowboy iron, you'll find it all at AO Sword. They are also professional gunsmiths with a full machine shop. They can clean, repair, upgrade, or even customize your gun, including Serico. AO Sword Firearms is at 929 East Main Street, just off Mollison and El Cajon. Best of all, they are friendly, informative, and actively support your rights. See for yourself with the legal and technical updates at, on Facebook. Check out alsword.com or just give them a call at 619-749-4867. Now we have our firearms technical expert, David Chong, on the line. Hey, David, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. How is everyone today? We're just fighting the fight. How about you? <laughs> it's all right. I, uh, I'm hosting a Facebook watch party. I see that uh, Michael is looking too gorgeous today. The Hello, best he has ever looked. <laughs> um, uh, I I see two two dear friends uh, from way back in high school on the uh, on the watch party. So uh, hello to Brandon and Danielle. All right, uh, this is this is fun stuff. Modern technology, I tell you. Don't you love it? Today, so, I wanted to talk about uh, um, accessories. The the critical must have accessories. We got so many people. Uh, first-time gun owners, uh, and they, they, they get a lot of questions. What, what do I need with this thing? Uh, but, but this also applies to long-time gun owners who uh, maybe even have a collection going in their safes but haven't really thought about um, what they would actually need for those firearms if there was ever a need to use them for a protracted period of emergency or um, even on the short term, uh, for, for some sort of, uh, you know, defensive use and response. Were you going to ask something? No, no, no. We're just, we're just listening away. All right. Um, so, uh, some people will be surprised by, uh, by the list, but I would, I would say obviously you need ammunition and, uh, enough to practice with, and then also different, a different kind of ammunition for defensive use, uh, the, but the practice ammunition is a uh, full metal jacket, FMJ. Uh, and that's because it's inexpensive, but it's still ballistically very similar to uh, the much more expensive hollow point ammunition, which is what is uh, best and most responsible for defensive use. Cause that's going to expand in, in your target and, and not over penetrate so that therefore you will not hit things beyond your target that you did not intend to hit. Um, but that's the obvious one. Everybody knows that they need ammo. What, what they don't think about sometimes is that uh, they also need to arrange for secure carry of that firearm. That means uh, a holster or a sling in the case of a long gun, like a shotgun or a uh, rifle. Uh, it is not always appropriate, big newsflash, to, to have a firearm in your hand, but you still may need to have access to it, have it on you. You might be moving. You may not be in one position uh, in your home uh, and so having a holster where you can stow that handgun but keep it with you or a sling where you can put it over your shoulder or across your back or across your front and have the rifle ready or shotgun ready but uh, not up and uh, engaged, um, that could be very important. Um, uh, you guys have a sling for one of your rifles or, or shotguns? 
No, you know that's one of the things I need to <laughs> to pick up. Yeah. I do have I do have a sling for the rifle, but it's not. It was a kind of a cheap, cheesy sling. It'll work, <laughs> but it's not what I really want to have with it. So, uh, no, to answer your question, I need to accessorize my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, this is it's why I'm having the conversation, and and uh, I, I was hoping that uh, uh, someone would chime in and say, "No, come to think of it." Yeah, I, I haven't uh, haven't done that yet. Um, we also need some extra magazines. I recommend at least three per gun. I, I like more than that, but with three, you have uh, one uh, in the gun itself and and two to reload with. Practice uh, magazine changes. Uh, uh, magazine changes aren't just because you ran out of bullets. It can also be uh, because you've had a malfunction and need to change quickly. Um, having two outside the gun and extra allows you to practice on the range a reasonable number of times before you have to start over, put the gun down, and, and uh, um, start loading magazines again. And, yes. and th- those magazine changes are critically important. The, o- the only way you get good at them is uh, with uh, uh, practice. So see if you um, ask me that question. Now I'd had a great answer for that because I've I've got at least six for all of my handguns. Yeah, I've got so a bucket, I've got at least three or four per gun in my house. It's too. a lot easier for Glock owners than Sig owners, though. <laughs> oh goodness, yes. No. And what Wendy's referring to is the oh under thirty dollar cost Have for uh, Glocks versus just under sixty dollars yeah. for Sig owners. Ouch! 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 Oh yeah. Um, well, you know you. You you drive the fancy German car. You got to buy the German part. <laughs> Self inflicted there. I know. Um, uh, revolver owners often do not realize that they can have uh, moon clips. Um, uh, you don't have to reload a revolver one round at a time. You can clip them all together uh, with either moon clips for guns that will take them or these little magazines called speed loaders, which um, put them all together in a cute little carousel. You drop them into the cylinder, and then with a little twist, the rounds uh, come out into the cylinder. You close the cylinder into the frame, and and you're ready to go. So moon clips or speed loaders for revolvers. A third thing that I think is absolutely necessary uh, for gun owners, old and new, are... uh, is secure storage, um, not just the uh, required by law cable lock that comes with the gun. Yes, that does uh, provide um, critical safety from uh, uh, children uh, gaining access to the firearm, but it is it, no deterrent at all for a, a person who's trying to steal your firearm. They're, they're cut with simple uh, 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 hardware store cutters. Um, it doesn't take a, a, a big, huge machine to get through those things. And so if that happens, you, if your gun is stolen and we're already talking about a felon because that person stole a firearm and, uh, now we've given access to our gun to a felon and, uh, that's, uh, nobody wants to live with that. So I suggest either a vault that has pro- been properly secured to, uh, uh, something, uh, permanent in your home, uh, uh, and that would evolve as something, a, a small locking uh, safe that uh, helps provide uh, quick access to a handgun in, in case of an emergency. Uh, or get, get a safe, get a real safe. Um, 
not just a gun locker that has, a, again, a simple lock on it that's only good enough to keep children out. Um, uh, one pry bar and, and 10 seconds gets you into a, a little uh, tin-sided uh, um, gun locker. So a real safe or a vault. Hey, David, um, what's, what's yeah. your opinion on the, uh, the biometric uh, little handset? You know, the things that people use, like, to, to keep their gun in by the bed or something like that. Um, I want to love them so much. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've, I've bought several, and uh, I have uh, um, I have the luxury of buying them all at wholesale. So I've gone through almost a dozen, and uh, I've gone through the highest rated ones, and and also the high, the most expensive. There's one I have, I still have, and it costs about three hundred dollars, and it uh, it. It's big enough to fit uh, eight and a half by eleven uh, documents, um, you know, and a couple handguns. Um, it sucks. <laughs> this is again like maybe my tenth one. It is the only one that I have found that absolutely every time allows me in with my fingerprint. It also allows anybody else who wants to get in with their fingerprint in, into the uh, into the vault. Um, Hey, hey, uh, Dave, I just got a yeah. call from uh, Ed in La Jolla, and he wants to know if AO Sword Mills revolvers for moon clips. Uh, yes, I can do that, uh, depending on the revolver. It, uh, uh, it's not a universal solution, but yes, I can mill the face of the, uh, okay. uh, the breech face of the cylinder. Gotcha. I can't do it now, buddy. <laughs> that we're, we're working... 12, 14, 16-hour days sometimes. Well, uh, that still gives you six or seven more hours. I mean, I know. How about that? Um, I see the time. I'm going to blitz through this. Uh, No, I I, I don't recommend any biometrics right now. The ones that do work reliably uh, today um, are about $500 just for the the lock itself. So I I don't know any consumer-grade, only commercial-grade biometric locks uh, that work and I can't recommend any. We're just not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see, secure carry, extra magazines, secure storage. This is a surprise to a lot of people, but it's a gimme. Come on, cleaning kit. You got to train with your gun in order to be a safe gun owner. You've got to practice with your gun if you're going to train. You've got to fire your gun in order to practice, and you've got to clean your gun if you're going to fire it. Got to have a cleaning kit for your guns. Wow, good point. Good point. Lastly sights you got it um so many people have whiz bang optics on their rifles or night sights on their on their pistol have you actually taken your optics out and zeroed them do you know where your point of impact is a lot of people if you answer honestly it's a no so get out there and zero your sights and get used to your optics understand what your drop is make sure you're on point and if they don't know how to zero it they would have to come Come see you Flashlight, you know about that one. Flashlight, all done. But don't you agree, Dave? Because, I mean, I bet you, with all the guns that are being sold today, as crazy as that is, I bet you half of them don't know how to zero their sights. That's absolutely true. You can look at it on the Internet, uh, or you can uh, can come by, and we'd be happy to help you. Yeah, I think coming by and seeing you is better than the Internet, because you can actually, you know, hands-on. I love hands-on. Absolutely. So do we. All right, buddy. Well, hey, that was awesome. Great segment, and you knocked that out of the park. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Good talking all to right. you all. AO Sword Firearms, 1990 East Main Street in El Cajon. Very good. All right, buddy. You stay safe, and we'll talk to you down the road. Take care.
All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to stump our nephew, since we've all adopted him, on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. California's all weapon laws makes it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year. With a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. What's your plan? After you defend yourself or your family, consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. Hey, mortgage rates have hit another low. And if you're looking to buy or refi or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all of their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or go to primeres.com backslash alpine. All right. Who's going to do stump my nephew? You now have a nephew, by the way. Don't (laughs) don't forget his birthday is August 15th. Oh, we're fellow Leos, I think, right? Three of us in the room. I didn't know I was that interesting. Uh, so it's not, you know, so now it's uh, my adopted nephew, stop my nephew. Sam, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. So our question for you today, Anne from Eastlake asks, Horace Smith and Dan Wesson are best known for their firearms manufacturing company, Smith & Wesson. What was the name of the gun they formed in Connecticut to develop and sell back in 1852. What was the name of the gun they developed back in 1852? That was the question, right? Yes. Their first model? Um, you know what? You've got me. Oh, oh no. What is this, like the second time ever? I think. Yeah, it can't third. be any more than that. Uh, I, it's uh, there have been more than that, but um, when when I get a really hard question like this, it's just I, I often can't even guess. It's I. Well, I'm the minute done. the minute we give you the answer, twenty bucks says, "Oh yeah, I knew that." Yeah. The volcanic rifle, a revolutionary gun, introduced introducing an early iteration of the lever action repeating mechanism. And the tubular magazine still common today. I am familiar with the Volcanic, but I didn't know that was their first product. Oh. 
See, I knew you knew part of it. I did not realize that. Yeah. Russell, did you realize that? No, I did not realize that. <laughs> well, so, Annie from Eastlake gets a hat and a shirt. Excellent! To those of you who don't know about the Volcanic, um, it was a, uh, there was a rifle, as you said, and um, I believe there was a revolver as well. And it used uh, what you could call caseless ammunition. The bullet had an extended base, which was packed with propellant. And so the idea was that it was this whole, this whole self-contained thing. There wasn't any case to have to eject, but um, they really couldn't pack very much powder inside the bullet. So the uh, Volcanic guns were known for being anemic at best and weren't all that popular as i understand it interesting and yet they would call it volcanic which would make it sound like it's just really unbelievable well yeah it's marketing i mean you know <laughs> this the three is still all about marketing it sure is man it sure is so how's things going at the gun store um it seems like uh the the most recent wave of panic buying has died down a little bit mm-hmm. um but uh you know, it's it's still interesting to see um, what kinds of people come in to buy. There are still a, a fair number of first-time buyers who are concerned about the, the safety of their families and themselves. Sure. How's your inventory? Because we're just dying out here. So we're completely wiped out because um, when the lockdown started, that was in the middle of a wave of panic buying, and then all the manufacturers had to send uh... their them into the factories to make the guns. So all the distributors nationwide are completely out of stock of most of the popular models. Gotcha. So that's okay. So it's clear across the the country. So Sam, are you guys still locked down back there or is it opening up a little bit? Um, No, it's Virginia was never, uh, was never really hit as hard as California was. Um, So we've been, um, I mean, the the store has been open throughout the entire thing because we're considered essential, Mm -hmm. but the the lockdown is starting to end in phases, and so people are going out and about again. But uh, unfortunately, the other day I saw a lot of cars outside houses and people uh, getting in close proximity to celebrate Independence Day. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to probably cause a spike in cases. All right. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thank you very much. Say hi to the family, and we'll talk to you next week. Well, thanks very much for having me on. Um, you guys have really been throwing me some hard ones. Boy, no kidding, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll so, keep it up. It yeah. keeps you on your toes. So don't go to bed tonight till you read nine more books. Uh, I'll try. All right, buddy. All right. So before we finish up here today, I wanted to just talk really quick about San Diego County gun owners relaunch of Not Me SD. Mm. So we launched this just over a year ago. It's an initiative to stop domestic violence and sexual assault by helping women um, go through the process of purchasing a firearm, uh, finding finding the right firearm to purchase, uh, finding the right trainer, and also uh, applying for their CCW if they're interested. That's so awesome. it's a one-on-one program. Um, we provide basically what's a mentor, and um, every every person who's part of the program gets to stay with that mentor throughout the whole process. So they get somebody to talk to, to ask all those questions that we all know that every single new gun owner has all these questions. And a lot of times, Google is not the right place to look um, because there's just so much information out there and it's so overwhelming, particularly for women who 
um, don't want to feel like, you know, I think there's a lot, there's a lot, a common thread in women that they don't want to feel like they're asking stupid questions. So, so this is a place where we can connect women with other women who can help be a comfortable space for them to ask these questions. Kind of like a sister. It is. Yeah. And I think that's important. Um, you know, because you're right. I, I mean, I've been in the car business for 30 years and most women, because they don't know anything about automobiles, they don't want to ask the question because they don't want to be embarrassed and mm-hmm. sound stupid, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. You know, they, cause there's no stupid question out there if you don't know something, but I, but that doesn't fix the problem. Right. And I think by giving uh, a girl or a lady, uh, a, a, a partner, and this could be a lifelong relationship, really, when yeah. you come right down to it, you know, because I think that confidence to know, especially if you're in a relationship that's abusive, you know, they usually don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of out on that island by themselves. And it would be nice to know. Now, are there opportunities for women to join your program to be mentors? Yes, absolutely. So if you're interested in becoming a a mentor, what we call them ambassadors, uh, send me an email, wendy at notmesd.org. And um, and if you're interested in signing up for the program to be a part of it, check out our uh, website, um, notmesd.org. I think that's an awesome program. Well, hey, folks, we want to thank everybody for listening. For all your podcast listeners, go to your favorite podcast. You can listen to it or go to any of our advertisers. The majority of them carry the show online, the Gun Range San Diego at thegunrangesandiego.com. Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com. San Diego County Gun Owners at sdcgo.org. U.S. Law Shield at uslawshield.com. Cali Key at calikey.com. PRMI Mortgage at uh, primeres.com backslash alpine.com. The Dillon Law Group at dillonlawgp.com. A.O. Sword Firearm Store at aosword.com. And we really want to thank uh, Wendy for coming in and taking uh, Michael's place, Joe Germisi, Sam the Gunman, and of course our digital master, Brendan Thomas. So we want to thank them all. And don't go anywhere. Bob Siegel is in the wings and he will be uh, jumping on board to just fill your next hour with very informative and enjoyable listening and don't forget we've got the uh, gun prom it's right around the corner august 15th there are still tables available as well as seats uh it's a great place to go and hang out with uh really like-minded uh folks male and female that are in the gun world uh, politicians will be there. Plus, I think there's raffle prizes. And, you know, it's just a really a fun night. You know, I, I've been quite a few times. I know Wendy has and Joe. Yeah, it's a great way to introduce uh, new people, too. I know I'm I'm trying something different this year because I, I stole it off of, I think, Paul Hines uh, told me he does it. But I just, I bought a table. And then I'm going to bring, um, I'm going to find eight. Uh, people that have never. That don't know about the organization well, that are gun owners thing. that are interested and just bringing them because it's um it's like you're saying it's a great group of people mm-hmm. and you know if you haven't been involved in something like that you'll be, really be surprised right. at the kinds of people that are there absolutely and it seems like cowboy is the theme <laughs> for this year folks so if you have a stetson or a pair of tall boots 
See if you can outdress Joe Dramisi. That's right. Michael is. Michael's going to wear it. I can't wait to see <laughs> Michael Schwartz in a cowboy hat. That'll right in itself will be a hoot. Wendy, you gonna you gonna look like Annie Oakley? Uh, I'll mm. I'll try. Okay, very good. But we're gonna take a break. No, we're not. We're leaving. FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. 